0: episode 192 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined as always by Kyle Springer. Hello, Melissa. How's your weekend? It's been going fine. How about you? Doing pretty good.
1: I um. In in kind of related news here, I got to tr- try that new Mountain Dew Spark. They're like raspberry l- or they're yeah, raspberry lemonade flavor. Um, uh-huh. Not bad. I think I would just prefer raspberry lemonade. Understandable. So, hard you, hard to beat. Yeah, But good, 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 good stuff. Besides that, I've just been here working on podcast stuff. I had to sw- sw- switch around our recording time uh, today. Mm-hmm. We're recording this in the afternoon. Uh, I guess at night it's 8 p.m. It's m. night. For, for, for me, yeah.
0: Fully uh, night, Kyle.
1: <laughs> my my sleep schedule has also gotten all <laughs> out of whack. So this is like, good morning, Melissa. <laughs> So uh, here we are recording another podcast. I'm having a blast, though.
0: Good. You better be.
1: Good stuff. (laughs) What are we talking about this week, Melissa?
0: This week, we are talking about the 2000 film by director Wong Kar Wai called In the Mood for Love. This is a Chinese film. And I thought I would pitch you a series of Chinese films last week to mark. Uh, The the beginning of a new lunar new year, the the Olympics in Beijing, the athletes from from many parts of China, many parts of the entire world. We enjoy watching some international entertainment from time to time here on the show. And we'd never been to China before. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I I I think that was a great uh, set of pitches you did and most of them were also romances because it's february and like we do our valentine's day stuff right so it's like
0: two romances or one movie where we have to turn the earth itself into a spaceship (laughs)
1: <laughs> which i love sci-fi so i guess it's just mm-hmm. like a big romance love letter to the planet earth
0: <laughs> like yeah. earth
1: don't die we love you
0: <laughs> we believe in you do you want yeah. to be a spaceship instead you can be you can be anything
1: <laughs> <Earth>. <laughs> dream big uh but yeah no so i i ended up picking in the mood for love um this is the only well no i i've heard of the One we were just mentioning where they they turn planet Earth into into a spaceship. But uh, in the mood for love had recently uh, come on my radar uh, because we have just seen Shang-Chi in Mm -hmm. the past few few months here uh and when everyone was like man that actor who plays his father tony leong i I believe is his, his, mm-hmm. his name he's a good actor what else has he been yeah in? And, every, and everyone's like in the mood for love you need to watch that 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 one that mm-hmm. one's incredible um and so yeah when you mentioned that i was like i think that's the one i i, I think i think that's the one that i keep Hearing about and I've seen screenshots too, and have have been like, that looks beautiful. Like it it just like the the setting and all that stuff looks great. Uh, So I picked in the mood for love. And here we are. Uh, Start of February, Olympics, Valentine's Day coming up. I think we're all in the mood for love.
0: Good time. Yeah, yeah. This is the time to get in the mood for it. Uh, how Absolutely. did you find this film, Kyle? What were your initial thoughts?
1: I I ended up liking this a lot. It's not it's not going to be on like my top favorite lists or stuff like that. I, I think it's more the like art kid in me enjoys this.
0: <laughs> the more. Like it's yeah,
1: it's very interesting the way like the 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 choices that they made in this film how they shot it uh what the sets are there's just like it's not it's not stuff you would see in a typical film um and like i was more so i think watching for the artistic choices rather than the the story and and what was happening between the two characters even though that is a great story Mm. too the thing that really resonated for me was the yeah was the artistic choices uh that were that was made in in this film so i yeah i i liked it i liked it a, a lot
0: yeah that's another one of the reasons why i pitched it is that i've always heard of this as a movie that is visually rich uh well styled not overly stylistic but just in being set in, uh, I think around 1964 in Hong Kong, these beautiful, mm-hmm. like brightly colored dresses of the time that one of the lead characters is wearing, uh, just the, the lighting and the use of color in the film. I've heard that it's just a, yeah. a visual treat for your eyes, even if the story itself may be tragic.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's not, I, I wouldn't necessarily describe this as a noir. Uh, but it has a lot of those, like it, it has that like old school film grain, and the mm-hmm. char- characters are smoking, so it, it has that like smoky atmosphere. Like it just has yeah. a really cool vibe to the, the the whole the whole thing, and I liked that a lot. Um, yeah, just to see like how how cramped everything felt, whether you were in the apartment or in that in the alleyway behind the apartment like the 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 i i mentioned the sets just look neat from what i had seen from those pictures but when you actually watch the film that like there's not much variety in the sets there's there's just it's no. it, like the whole thing just feels small and cramped and tight yeah um, but just in in a really interesting way um i i know Last week, when we covered the first eight volumes of a manga called Knights of Sidonia*, of my complaint mm. was that like things felt so cramped and everything felt like it was cropped out of all of the panels on the page. Uh-huh. I mean, this, it doesn't feel like that because I'm seeing so much and there is so much that is, is speaking up stylistically in Mm. having it be cramped and it is metaphorical in certain ways i'm just like yeah this is how you do it like this is what i need that thing to be that it didn't have last week so um yeah i i I liked this a lot good yeah i
0: agree the movie's very claustrophobic as a necessity as a very key component of the story and i was impressed at how claustrophobic it felt, how the set was Absolutely. designed, at how it was shot, how it was blocked. Everybody's always having to squeeze past somebody else to get somewhere. Yep,
1: yep. Indeed.
2: It
0: does a lot.
2: So the
1: plot you of do the a film,
2: plot synopsis, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, it, like I said, it, this is set in Hong Kong, and I believe sometime in the nineteen sixties. And in this apartment building, uh, two couples are moving in on the same day, the Chans and the Chows. And over time, uh, it is Mr. Chow and Mrs. Chan, their spouses leave. You know, Mr. Chan is away on business. Mrs. Chow has to go take after, you know, look after her sick mother. And as these two speak to each other as neighbors, as they get to know each other better, they realize their spouses have both left them for each other. <laughs> and now they're left. Uh, is the, these two halves of these broken couples becoming closer and closer, more and more fond of each other. But they don't want to do what their spouses did, even if they are right. long gone. They're like, we don't want to cheat. We don't want to stoop to that level. We may be in love, but we can't do anything about it.
1: Yeah. It is this like star-crossed forbidden lovers that just met mm-hmm. on accident. Not it, like it doesn't feel faded that they they met, but it it like it is like they are the the stuff that is left. They they are the aftermath. Mm. Where where I think yes. most like a uh, uh, maybe more Western dramas would focus on the ones that ran away and cheated. These like this one focuses on the ones that were left behind And so they just yeah. happen to be there. Um, and yeah, it's really, really interesting because you don't see the spouses that uh, mm. left. you hear their voices. And I think in like one or two scenes, you see like the back of their h- heads or like yes. their shoulders or something. Yeah. But that's it that's all you see and it just completely cuts them out of the film and i i found that fascinating so
0: what a touch i i loved that choice that yeah you never clearly see the spouses ever you may see them like uh, like like through a glass door or you know foggy glass door or like you know Mm -hmm. very distantly or with their head turned or at an angle you don't know the faces of these people who have left yeah
1: um, so yeah I like i I think if you're looking for a good kind of romantic drama uh that mm-hmm. is on the, on the more tragic side uh this is a fantastic one to check out uh I know I was reading on the Wikipedia page let me pull this back up here um in a 2016 survey done by the bbc it was voted the second best f- film of the 21st century by yes. 177 film critics from around the world uh that's high praise for that like holy yeah. moly that's wild <laughs> second best film of the 21st century so yeah, yeah i this absolutely was a movie one you guys should check out
0: I, I thought it must have won an Oscar, but I dug into, like, best uh, foreign picture Oscars, and it, it did not. I don't know why. I don't know what beat it that year.
1: Who knows? What were we
0: doing? Where were we?
1: It, well, this was made, right, in, like, the early 2000s? So, 2000, Matrix. yeah. Foreign, <laughs> the, 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 foreign,
0: Kyle. I know. I,
1: I know, but like that is what everyone was obsessed with at the time was the Matrix DVDs or brand new. <laughs> everyone needed a oh. DVD player.
0: Okay. Um. He survived Y two K. The, <laughs> the two thousand one winner was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Okay. So if that's the two thousand one Oscar going to films of two thousand it went to another film of china that's nice
2: there you go there you go good stuff fun fact fun fact indeed um fun. well let's take a quick break
1: for housekeeping uh and then when we come back we will dive a little bit deeper into the film and discuss it some more so we will be right back If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters, especially those at the $5 tier. So thank you to Sam. We love you a lot. We appreciate you. Thank you so much Thanks, for Sam. supporting. Cool things that we have been doing here at the Whatnots, uh on crossplay, there's been a lot of big video game news happen- happening, excuse me there. Um lots of c- cool video games are just starting to come out. We've been talking about Pokemon Arceus, Dying Light 2 is out. Sifu is about to come out. I'm super excited for that one. Uh, So, yeah, if you guys want to hear us talk about some of the latest video games, go check out Crossplay, our video game podcast. also, on the Captain's Log, you and I have been discussing some ideas for a soundboard, or like a meme yeah. board, that we could potentially start to implement on the Captain's Log, um, maybe here on the Whatnots, uh, or on, on the review show uh, as well. Uh, but yeah, brainstorming ideas for that, that stuff, so go ch- check that out if you want to hear us Brainstorm some ideas, or you know, go suggest some of your own.
0: That, that I I keep helpful. brainstorming. Kyle, I want careless whisper in there.
1: Careless Whisper. Okay. okay. <laughs> careless Whisper. <laughs> good stuff um yeah and then i think in the near future be on the lookout for more stuff from the reactor core i know boba fett is finishing up this next week uh and peacemaker will be shortly uh wrapping up uh beyond that and then moon Knight, and sometime in march there at the end of march i think so uh be on the lookout for all that stuff down the road but with that i say we get into spoilers Damn, here we are in the mood for love. Spoilers, let's dive in and start breaking it down. Mm hmm. So I think we have to start with the kind of beginning of the movie when they're moving in on the same day. Like so that, chaotic. It really is. It's it's pure chaos where it like I I, 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 I I I'm not not I'm not even sure if I would call it an apartment building that they're moving into yeah it seems like a single home that was built on top of some store or something like that is like tucked away and upstairs right but it is they're renting the rooms of that house as like a here this can be your bedroom
0: yeah yeah it is a little bit more like like a boarding house and there are um they have other neighbors there's communal spaces there's communal meals and that is part of the tension of the film is that all of these neighbors are constantly around each other constantly see each other coming and going that they're worried that somebody will see them together and i think at one point uh, she stays too long at his apartment and or like within his room. Someone and the neighbors u- are
1: unexpectedly like, comes in and they're yeah. like, "All right, let's just party while we're here." And they're just like, "Yeah, well, we gotta like stay inside during this whole party." Yeah, uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like somebody's you know hanging out in the communal room where she would have to pass by there to leave, and they're like so, uh, they're so protect, not protective of their of their reputations, but they just don't want. To bring any trouble or like any shame on their marriages, even if their spouses have left like, no, we can't stoop to that level. We won't cheat. We won't give anybody any idea that we are cheating. I cannot Mm -hmm. be seen leaving your apartment, even though they have seen us speak to each other. They know that we are friendly neighbors. (laughs) There's a hundred platonic things they could imagine we're doing. But if they imagine the one sexy thing, no, I'll stay here overnight just like sitting on your bed sadly
1: we'll take shifts i'll keep the first watch
0: (laughs) which one of us will brood first (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) indeed but but yeah that scene when they're moving in um is like like you said it's just pure chaos where they are literally right next door and the hallways are thin and cramped and they're Trying to move in these giant couches, and they're like, uh, "These shoes aren't mine. Uh, are, are these yours?" Here, it's like, "No, I think that goes in this room, and this goes in that room." Yeah. And the whole thing is just—it's getting mixed up. And like you said, there's one scene I think where like two people are standing in the hall, and someone else has to like duck underneath them to like get in and out of the stuff, and it's just. Like that is, I think, like that scene sets the tone um, of the entire film because, yeah, the rest of the film remains to just be cramped. People uh, just happen to be put together by proximity. Um, Mm -hmm. And it is the the awkwardness of that, the awkwardness of sharing a wall or running into like, okay, I'm walking down the hall. You're just coming up the steps. Do I move this way and that way? I, I don't know. Um, and, or, or like the, the awkwardness of like, when you're in a movie theater, right? And someone in the middle of the row stands up and has to get out. It's like, do you like stand up to let them go? Do you pull your knees up to like, let them go? Do you move to one side? And and just like, you don't really know what to do. It's that same kind of feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. And that same feeling I think really persists in the entirety of the movie. Of just this awkwardness of like, I don't really is this what I don't know. Should I move that way? What uh, I guess guess we're here. Um, Yeah. So hello. Hi, I'm your neighbor. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, I I just like I, I really, really like that scene and just how how much like you you still don't understand what's going on or who's who yet you mm. still don't know and it's just it's just the whole thing is just like i don't understand it's just chaos uh but by the end of the film now looking back i was like that was a great scene
2: that was fantastic mm-hmm. So good stuff with that
0: yeah um, and, and early on we get the uh, like the brief, like, I think we see the moment where um, Mr. Chin and Mrs. Chow would have like crossed paths. We never see like exactly how their affair is started. Yeah. We- it seems like it It happens very quickly. We don't know if maybe they knew each other from something else to begin with. Maybe that was part of if there was some sort of secret plan for them to both families to move into this. Uh, the boarding house on the same day at the same time. I don't know. But yeah, everything kicks off very quickly. And you'll see like um Mrs. Chow at her office. I, I think but, like taking mm-hmm. phone calls surreptitiously and like, you know, very quickly, like something is up. And yeah. uh, our-, our main couple, uh, Mr. Chow and Mrs. Chen, they also they know it pretty quickly as well which is just very sad yeah. the, the shock of finding out that their spouses have left them is not a major shock like that's not a twist of the film that's not the emotion that the film hangs on that is understood uh there, there's an understanding and a resignation about about it fairly yeah. early on into the narrative
1: yeah it's more so figuring out like well, what do we do next like yeah, a, uh, how do we address this? Um and I I I think a lot of the film which gets into something else that was really in in interesting is uh them kind of acting it out and t- trying to figure out what happened or like how do we practice uh <gasps> when our spouses do get back like the, I'm going to have the conversation with them like do you have a mistress uh and just like what their responses would be how how to best respond to that to get your feelings across but not be just so emotionally distraught that there's no like there's no real connection made there in that conversation but like how do you get a handle on your emotions enough to get the point across but still be stern enough to be like you fucked up like
2: yeah this is bad
1: um yeah the, that that whole stuff was interesting but i i the thing to me that i was conf- confused like i i think the one thing that i was most confused about by this what's the passage of time and how quickly Mm. things moved along because yeah yeah, Mm. you're right we don't see exactly when the affair starts um we don't know if it was something that had been in the works the year before or did they meet when they moved into the apartment just in that communal space or uh, you, you know as one is walking out and one's walking in um or it, was this something that their businesses had? Like, did they meet through business? Like, they, they, there's no yeah. explanation. There's no uh, stuff like that. But even when uh, it's Mrs. Chow is the one that is staying behind. Who, which one's which?
0: It's I, I Mr. Don't. Chow uh, and Mrs. Chen. Because at the beginning Mrs. of the Chen. movie, when okay. the neighbors are asking her, like, oh, what's your name? She says, my husband's name yes. is Chan
1: yeah like she doesn't chan. even yeah.
2: okay and like
0: that might have okay. been very common culturally at the time i'm not sure but it does really speak to her her character uh sure. that she's yeah. like my husband's name is this she is yes. uh it says here in imdb their full names are um well their given names are mo wow uh mo wan chow and su li jin chan but they're almost never referred to by given name Which I like. I like that even in the absence of their spouses, they are still a a, a Mr. and a Mrs.
1: Yeah. Because in what we see in the movie is that she, uh, well, from what we see as the viewers, that she figures it out first. That's how we Mm -hmm. know that, like, okay, they've started to figure it out. And then just in a conversation, uh With this other g- 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 guy, she she has this moment where she's just like, "Okay, good. So you've figured it out too, <laughs> like all of that stuff." And then that's kind of when they're like, "Well, do you want to get dinner and talk about this? Because this is awful." Yeah. Like, uh, and yeah, and th- 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 that's when they start their whole journey into falling in love. Um, but that like the passage of time in this film is kind of confusing because I don't know how, how long were they at that apartment before they figured mm. it out? How long were the spouses yeah. gone? Did they go on multiple trips? Is that why it, it keeps happening? Like, it's kind of unclear. I'm sure there might be mm-hmm. a few smaller details in there that can clue you in, but at the end of the day, you get what you need, right? They're out of the picture, and that's it. Like
2: they're Joe mm-hmm.
1: and God knows who they're fond doing uh over the over the there. Um but then even after, like when the two spouses that are left behind, when they start to fall in love, how long does that take? Like I yeah I don't know how long that takes. Is that a week? Is that a month? Is that six months? Um <laughs> I don't know, and then there is the like. Okay, well, once things kind of fall apart after that, and he goes his own separate way to Panama, I believe, or no?
2: Um, N-
0: no. How does he not, go at the end? There, Panama,
1: Cambodia, um, right? He he goes to Cambodia. Yeah, the movie, yeah,
0: the movie ends in Cambodia, and I think there's because there's like two time jumps towards the end of the film, and in the first right. one, he's he's closer by I think like it starts in Hong Kong maybe it is Beijing but I think it was like another city in China maybe and and then the movie ends in Cambodia yeah something
1: like that yeah so but it's just this idea that yeah there are these time skips and then she follows him but he doesn't know she's there but he does but they keep missing each other and there's this scene where it it seems like they are back at their old apartment at different times but maybe they were there at the same time and just Mm -hmm. kind of once they saw one another in the window uh, there they were like all right yeah this isn't this is not for, for 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 us here um but 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 yeah it's just it's i i felt like if the film could do anything better it would be to Give me a better sense of time. What is like, mm. how long is this happening here? Um, you do get a couple dates in there, there, there but not enough to really help me out. Um, mm-hmm. And then the uh, the only other thing that I will say that I not necessarily didn't like, but I guess didn't understand was the real life footage of the like Cambodian queen and king in there. The like newsreel footage of them like oh, stepping yeah. off the plane. Like, I, I I guess I just don't understand the history of the country. Yeah. Or all that stuff to understand what the significance was with that. But it, it just it felt like it had no bearing on the film and wasn't even useful for
0: establishing setting it might have some historical significance to uh its audience in China or in Cambodia or it may just be uh like a a time setting piece that we yeah. wouldn't get over here just like because we're not uh, used to uh, the
1: the history right
0: I'm, you know I'm, like watching an old I'm movie and wondering... then you d- you just see like JFK on the TV or something sure. and it's it's not any sort of political statement it's just like this is from oh, when he's still he was alive. in office yep. yeah. yeah
1: 62 or before <laughs> um mm. but but yeah like i'm even wondering if there was some kind of like closing of the border so that he had made it into oh. the country and now that like now something politically has happened and even if she wanted to follow they couldn't or he couldn't go back like there might be something like that mm. but i just i don't understand the history that's happening there,
0: yeah so. yeah there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of historical and cultural context that we're not aware of i just looked at what are movies from china i've heard this one's good and it has good cinematography <laughs> <laughs> nice costumes yeah. beautiful dresses let's watch the beautiful dress movie
1: absolutely absolutely um next thing I think we have to talk about mm. here is this repeated musical motif that is throughout the f- film here there's a certain song that uh mm. every so often in the film will play it's this waltz uh that is the the, the music comes on the the camera seems to go in a little bit slow mo but not really mm. it is just these Drawn out scenes that um, I I I I I feel like are there to more so establish like some kind of emotional connection or it's just like it's it's almost like a training montage but they're not training for (laughs) anything right it's just like okay I don't really know how to describe it except like the song is a waltz. Waltz is, of course, is also a dance you can do. That's very uh, it's very fancy, right? It is kind of this romantic dance that you can do here. And So that's how I kind of saw that song and that repeated motif um, as 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 this like, OK, they're doing the dance. That is romance here right whether it be them just passing in the hall or meeting at the noodle shop or getting coffee or uh you know you know she hears from the co-worker that he really likes this one food and so then she goes and makes it and she's like oh i just yeah. happen to be making this thing um there there's just these smaller details of like that like that that in it A certain way is the passage of time in this Mm -hmm. film, right? Without giving us a specific date, it is. They are continuing this dance. This dance is just keep it keeps going and going and Mm -hmm. going. Did did that song or that motif catch catch you? Like, did 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 you notice that much?
0: I did. Yeah. Uh Yeah, I the slow motion stood out to me because it wasn't uh, a perfect slow motion. It felt a little choppy, which might have d- like, Let's d- drop just this down bit- to
1: like the 18 yeah. frames a second instead. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I don't know if that was intentional or if it was uh, a, t- a technique of the time. I don't want to act like, oh, before the year 2000, nobody had slow motion figured out. But I don't know it might've been something in just like the transfer that messed with the speed of that. I really don't know, but it, it didn't stick out to me that much. And these beautiful scenes, especially of them passing each other on the stairway. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like in their neighborhood, you like go down these stairs to this like lower level of the city. And there's like a bunch of food stands there. And mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Mrs. Chan would go and bring like, um, like a lunch pail. And she'd go and get it filled up at like a rice stand or something. Because she says, noodles. like, oh, now that my husband's, yeah, yeah, yeah noodles, you yes. Noodles. And she'd say, well, now that my husband is, is off on business, like, oh, I don't, I don't want to cook for just myself. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather, yeah." she's always going out to the movies or going out to get noodles, just finding something to do to fill her time now. And she'll frequently pass Mr. Chow on the staircase there. Uh, leading yeah. leading up to the street level from this area of all these food stalls, yeah, and it's
1: neat because in those scenes you see it go from when they pass they don't really like say yeah. hi or stuff like that they just they just keep go 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 going so yeah when they at least like nod and say he- hello to then when he stops and then like looks back at 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 her and then yeah it's just like it's just it's these incremental. Changes that happen throughout the film that is just like, okay, yeah, they really are doing the dance. That is romance uh in in this one. So, yeah, I I I liked that a lot.
2: Mm -hmm. Like to indeed. Um, what else was I going to say? We talked about it
1: being cramped. We talked about the music. Yeah, Uh, I want to talk about about the method.
0: Hmm? Go ahead. I, wanted to, I wanted to talk about the method by which they uh, not, I don't think this is how exactly they realize their spouses are cheating on them, but it's yes. how they make the information known to each other without saying, hey, my spouse ran off. I noticed yours did, too. I think that might be connected. It's Mr. Chow sees Mrs. Chan with this purse. And he says, oh, my wife's birthday is coming up. Birthday or anniversary. I'd like to get her a purse similar to that. Do you want to go out to this diner and we'll like talk for a little bit? I can ask you about it. And this is a movie that really made me want to go to a diner. <laughs> There's many scenes where they sit down to eat and it looks great. But he um, asks her boom, about boom, this boom, purse boom. and, <laughs> and so she, she says <laughs>
2: that
0: her, her husband got it for her and he got it for her uh, on a business trip. In It's from like Paris or something like that. It, you really can't find it's it just anywhere around Hong Kong. And he's like, yeah. Actually, I think my wife did have a purse like that. Like the only way she could have gotten it is if your husband c- could have arranged it for her to have it.
1: Yeah, it's just when I got into those things of like, huh, why do they both have the same purse but different colors? That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Huh. But they're not I, yeah, still like, like... To, but he's like, he's, but he's still being like, I'd like to give my wife one of those per do they come in different color? Where did you get it? And then she is like, Oh, you can't really get it here. You have to get, 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 get it out in Paris. And it's like, huh. Well, my wife's never been to pa- like this is all in in in, in his head, right? Of, of just like, well, my wife's never been to Paris. Like, I. Huh. Where did she get that? Mm-hmm. I
0: got the impression that a lot of that had already been figured out. This was the scene of them like truly like drawing in the connective lines of things that they had feelings about to begin with. This is them, like, confirming I, suspicions. Yes. And at the end yeah, of the conversation, they're yeah, both
1: like... Absolutely.
0: Oh, okay. So, like, they've just, like, confessed I, I, these worries to each other without overtly doing it, doing it without I, overtly I, I think, accusing anybody's spouse or burdening anybody with this uncomfortable truth.
1: Right. I think what's happening is them at the di- diner is them... Not figuring out that their spouses are having an affair. I think they both knew that. I think that scene is them figuring out that they're having an affair with one another's spouse. Um, Maybe. Yeah. And yeah, because after he asks about the purse, she basically has the same conversation, but about his tie of like, well, yeah, I saw that's a, right my boss with the tie and you have the same tie. Uh, but like that was a gift from uh, like, d- 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 yeah, it's just one of those things of, of, of like, huh. OK, starting to yeah. make sense now. Right
0: these things aren't from around here. You couldn't have just gone into any local store and gotten that tie or gotten that purse. Like, they're, right. they're imports from another place that are hard to come by. So the only reason why anybody would have these is if they, like, they have that connection, if they've been there, if they're there together, if they know somebody.
1: Yeah. Um, but I, I think one of my favorite scenes uh, was then after the diner, Uh, And this is I I started to get confused, uh, like Mm. immediately after what happened in the diner because of the way they start doing this in the film here. They they start. Reenacting, they like they start trying to put themselves in the other person's spouse's shoes to try and figure out how it happened. Did did he make a move first? Did she make a move first? Was she being flirty? Was he being forceful? Was like, what happened? And when you first figure out that that's what they're doing, they're on their way home from that da da diner. Mm. And he kind of grabs her by the wrist and stops her and is like, do you want to come upstairs to my room instead? And that and like at that, I was just like, oh, OK, so this is going to get maybe into the more sexy s- side of, of stuff. Like mm. this is about what they do while their spouses are away and all of the the naughty things that they should not be doing. Um, But then immediately when he says that she goes that's not how my husband would say it yeah and at that i was like what do you what do you like why would you say say what what's happening here and then they redo the, the scene as they're walking down the street and all that stuff but this time she's being a little more flirty to be like do you want to come upstairs but she like literally can't say it because she's so like emotionally distraught at at what's happening that like they still just like well no that's not how it happened like i it it must have happened somewhere else or somehow you know you know Mm. but yeah when they first did that one scene i was just like what is happening here like this is not what i expected um but then once yeah once they redid that scene immediately i was like oh okay, okay. and then we get an, an, another scene like it down the road where it is kind of films like okay maybe the husband the husband is back now and she's yes. talking to him this and is- she sl- she sl- she, sl- she slaps him right when when he's just like yes i have a m- mistress but it's just a- this like super weak slap just like ha gee, slap and and he's just like that's you that's not good enough <laughs> a, a slap. and then the, and then the camera shifts, and it's like okay no it's still it's still uh tony young's character and they're still practicing and trying to figure out what to say
2: um
0: that yeah, was i, I the liked most those, it-
1: those scenes.
0: That was the most impressive scene in the movie for me is it cuts to her talking to this man. And this is like 1962. Every man is the same haircut. They'll wear like the same kind of shirt, which from the back, they're have not even very mentioned easily yet. distinguished. We haven't even mentioned yet. He's handsome as hell
1: in this film. He is Oh a yeah. Good looking guy.
0: They're both like the prettiest people I've they ever seen. Are, yeah. I was reading on IMDB that, um, Maggie Chung's hair and makeup took like five hours every day. She
1: she was gorgeous in every scene in this film. And the character's comment on it too. Like, she's wearing that to go get noodles down like down the street. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) She's just always beautiful. She's always at 10, yeah.
0: Beautiful dresses. And I think this was. Part of the style at the time for the dresses to Mm be, um, not revealing, but they're like closer cut. They're a bit hip hugging. They've got those like pencil skirts that like taper down at the knees. Like even the costuming feels like it's part of the claustrophobia in the construction of the entire film.
1: Right, but I I
0: love the scene where she's reenact well, where she's imagining practicing how she's going to confront her husband. Uh, if he comes back because you don't know that's not her husband. You think this is really happening that he did come back and she is making him confess that he has this mistress. Cause you, you know, you don't recognize Tony Long from the back and he's just giving these short answers like, yes, no. Why would you ask that? And, and maybe if you're more familiar with his work, if you've seen him more often, you're like, oh, that's him. That's his voice. But like, I didn't catch on right away because he's filmed from yeah. the back. And that is this movie's visual language for, those are the cheating spouses. You never see their faces. So Brilliant. when she slaps yeah. him and he's like, you're going to have to do it harder and the camera flips around and that's him. And they like practice with each other. Like they're so aware of how what they're doing can't last. It maybe shouldn't last. Maybe They, they, they kind of mm-hmm. want their spouses to come back because that is the correct order of things. Their spouses are supposed to be there. Even if they do love someone else, it's like, no, the rules say hey, we're closure. married. We're supposed to be together. Yes. Yes. Yeah, come back here. Face me. Let's go through this together. Let's figure this out. I want to have a say in this. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, I love that the practice scene. I love it towards the end of the, uh, not towards the end, but like, you know, kind of towards the beginning of the third act of the movie where he Mm -hmm. says he has been, uh, he has to go work in uh, Singapore or somewhere. Uh, He's going to have to leave. Like, he's he's leaving next week. This is their last time together. He's never going to be able to see her again. And she starts crying. And he's like, no. Like, he says something like, that is how it's going to have to be. Not now, but someday it's going to have to be like that. Like, they're doing all these dress rehearsals for this future that neither of them exactly want but know, like, must come to pass in order for the the rules to be played by, for justice to be set right. They keep doing this thing, having this emotional affair with each other, but they know, like, we shouldn't be doing this, even though... I think the great tragedy of the thing is that if they told the truth to people, our spouses ran away with each other in our grief discussing this. We have fallen for each other. I don't think their neighbors would would judge them. (laughs) I think they'd be all right, but they just have these these morals, these principles that say, no, we must never do that we know it yeah. seems like nobody else is playing by the rule book that they're playing by
2: yeah
1: um which is is admirable right to be like look yeah if, if this is to happen we still have to get closure with our spouses first like that's what we need to do like there is there, there are certain steps that they need to t- 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 take and there is that line that they keep repeating. Repeating that like we we don't want to be like them. Like yes. it it if this is to work between us, we can't do what they did and just be like, all right, well, mm-hmm. if you guys and off, then how about we run off? Which also in the back of my mind is kind of like, what if that's what the spouses kind of planned? Of like that's why they moved oh. in together to just like put them it like they parent trapped it kind of of just ah! like let's just Put them in the same spot he- here, and maybe they'll fall in love while we go off because we've already fallen in or like, love. There, yeah. But we'll leave them we alone.
0: Know. We'll leave them alone together. Like we know we're putting them in a rough spot, but they'll have each other. They'll how, have how somebody to they... lean on. Yeah.
1: Right. How how else would they be in that same apartment? Which I mean, again, we don't know when the affair started yeah. or all that stuff. So it, it's just like I, if this happened beforehand being in that cramped apartment how did they both hear about that well of so there's this connection over here so that's how and yeah it just i don't know it's just like it it leaves there there is still so much mystery surrounding the, this film that makes it intriguing but is also not the kind of mystery of, of like well I didn't find out anything that happened. Like, I'm just yeah. confused. It's like, no, I like that was not the story they were trying to tell. And they told you what you needed to know about mm-hmm. that. But there's just so there's just circumstances. Right. That's just like, huh. Interesting. Not sure how this happened, but it did.
2: Weird. Mm-hmm. So yeah. There you go. Good stuff. Another,
0: that. Uh, another subplot of the movie that I i liked or or that i thought was smart i thought was valuable is that mrs chan in her job as this uh, businessman secretary he is cheating on his wife and she is part of the arrangements of this like she's the one juggling
1: both of the spouses for him
0: like she will call the restaurant and make reservations for him to go out with his mistress and then call the wife and say Hi, I'm sorry. Hey, yeah, it's me from the office. I'm sorry to say we're we're all going to be working late here tonight. You know, don't wait up. Don't, you know, go out and have dinner without him. Bye. And she <laughs> you never see that she is conflicted about this or that she is judging him for it, but you know, just from all of her other actions and everything else about her character that she she will do it because she is asked because that is her duty as an employee. Maybe that it's you know, yeah. at I least mean that's, she that's will also keep either person
1: kind of, from. Uh, I was just gonna say, that's also just kind of what happened at the time, right? For a woman it, d- to
0: get true, that yes. kind of yeah, job. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. At, you know, uh, lots of context from the time. Yes. And at least she's keeping the wife from finding out in a messy way. Like maybe the wife just, this will all go away. Maybe the wife never needs to know. But yeah, seeing yeah. that juxtaposed with uh, having her own husband run out on her and having her fall for somebody else's husband, uh, and, and you know exactly why she's in the mindset that she is because she's been stuck playing like a, a ranger, Absolutely. you know, for for this businessman cheating on his own wife. Indeed. Yeah, I um.
1: So I, I wanted to ask you more about the like side characters and stuff like that. I know we were just mentioning the boss. Uh, I think one of my favorite details in that whole subplot is, again, when she mentions her boss's t- t- tie, that she yeah. likes it. He decides to then change it before he goes out. I they don't really explain it of like why he changed it exactly, but it does seem to be this, like maybe he wants to be like more flashy with his wife to like keep her happy. But then the mistress, like he doesn't necessarily need to be as fancy yeah. with or something. Cause that's just the, the extra right on, on, mm. on, the, on the side. So yeah, like, I, I don't know if he was thinking in the back of his mind, like, oh, if I wear this tie that's overly fancy, mm. the mistress might get the wrong idea and might make it yeah. seem that I want to leave my wife, which I don't. But I do still want to keep it It's just like subtle things in there like yes. that um, that I think really, really, really shines in this movie. Um I also kind of re- really liked uh, the coworker of the one dude yes. who always just wanted to go get la- 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 laid at the brothel. <laughs> it's just like, well, I don't know, but I, I got laid by this, but I- I'm a regular and I do that. <laughs> it's just
0: like, <laughs> yeah, and he's got this whole story about how he like, he was sick in the hospital and then one of his buddies told him like, there's- yeah, there's, it's a race. They-, they presume it's a horse race. He's like, this horse he's a sure bet to win he's like he like leaves the hospital like no i think i'm fine i just charged myself i'm I'm gonna go bet on this horse and like it doesn't work he used to go to mr chow like yeah 37 dollars i know you're good for it i know you have
1: it yep yep it was so
0: stressed yeah i went to the brothel because i thought they'd give me credit but like my bill is coming due there too (laughs)
1: Yeah, um, but then I, I think another one of those m- 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 moments like I kind of alluded to earlier on in the podcast uh, is just the fact that um, and Mrs. Chan sees him coming out of the apartment like uh, as just, you know, passing in the hallway. And that's where he mentions that like he that this guy re- really likes this certain food i forget exactly what i think it's sesame syrup something like that some syrup yeah some like sweet thing i think um you gotta know
0: your boyfriend's favorite syrup
1: right uh but then yeah like it's because of that interaction that she now has this not dirt on him right but this info that she can then use to her advantage to uh make him like her more i mean just do something nice yeah but it's it's this idea of yeah she's at this point she's kind of courting him and he's courting her and Mm -hmm. they're just trying to spend time with one another and yeah when when they meet uh on the stairs She's just like, yeah, I just happened to be making some. Here you go. It goes, what a coincidence. I was craving this earlier today. Like, how did you know? Holy moly, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like it's small bits like that that I that th- this movie is just like, this is cool. Like they they put a lot of thought in with this.
0: Uh huh. So it's so much detailed all over the place. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One of my favorite uh, other little subplots is that uh, Mr. Chow works for a he's a newspaper editor and he mm-hmm. talks about how he always wanted to write a serial story, uh, like a, a kung fu serial story. Right. Yeah. And at some point in the movie, like he goes from I'd like to do this to he's actually doing it and she helps him write it. <laughs> She also used to be a fan
1: when she was a kid and, like, has at least seen them. She goes to movies a lot. Like, she knows how that stuff should play out. Uh, But she's also not a writer and doesn't want to be one. So Mm -hmm. he can, like, bounce his, like, yeah, she speeds him. What about if I do this? Yeah.
0: Then what does the sensei say? Yeah. 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 Which is an interesting touch. I I like that we got to see them, like, having a, a shared hobby an activity they like to do together. Um, And they're, they're writing this narrative, like how they're stuck in the set narrative path of their lives where they're like, no, we must be these heroes. We must be these paragons. We can't do Mm -hmm. what the the villains did to us. We can't, even though our spouses have already left us, we can't, (laughs) there's nobody to cheat on. We must not cheat. Yeah. (laughs) and they're going through like they write these scenes and then they v- have all these verbal practices and and dress rehearsals for these future scenes in the narratives of their own lives where when their spouses might come back or when they might officially have to leave each other's company
1: yeah yeah i i i liked it a lot i thought the the just the 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 slow scenes of them passing yeah. in the hall or sitting down or looking out the window. Like, I thought all of those were fantastic. Um, just the the colors of the neon lights and the dresses and the smokiness. It just, yeah. it's, it's a cool looking f- film. Um, I mm-hmm. recommend it for that stuff. The last thing that I want to ask you about this film, I kind of mentioned it before. How did you take so at some point in the film there are actually two things i want to ask you in this film mm. first i th- i think i read this correctly but when he moves away uh that for or like goes away to work at some like new newspaper or yeah. something like that she eventually follows him right and is like somehow gets into his apartment while he's not there and steals yeah. something and the only thing to like let him know that it was her was that she smoked one of his cigarettes and left the lipstick the lipstick mm. stain on it is
2: that what happened right is that how you read that bit
0: i i think so i I found like the last bit of this movie a little confusing and it might have been me. Agreed. I was baking something that was taking longer than I thought. So I kept getting up every 10 or 15 minutes to see if it was mm. done. Yet.
2: Gotcha. Okay. So
0: I would get like out of the headspace of the movie and then I'd have to like sit down and like get back in, in it again. And I'm like, what? Mood
1: for muffins.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to make brownies and I'm like looking at my, my timer. Like how do I, how long has it been? uh Eventually, at the movie I, at the end of the movie, I did of brownies. I think my oven's broken and it was heating inconsistently, Oof. so the top was getting cooked way faster than the bottom mm. of it was. So I, I, I had that to distract me. Unfortunately,
1: that sucks. But yeah, so I like that's how I read that is that she was like, no, I can't follow you to this new place. Mm. Like we, we kind of have to go our own separate ways here so he leaves and he gets this job and then i think she calls him uh, well i i i, yeah. I, I think the, the way that i read it was that like yeah he notices something has been stolen and then that's when we see her side of things where she called to see if he was at work and they're like no he's back at home and she, she somehow got his uh, apartment number or something and went there but missed him like he wasn't there at the time or stuff like that so she was just like in his space just kind of creepy but with like it's just reminiscing and they just happen to not see one another and stuff like that and then he, he realizes that she was there and he missed her uh when he sees the cigarette and then yeah he like moves on to Cambodia or wherever uh and yeah they just like Can no longer there's that one phone call where they do finally connect, but they don't really say anything or something like it's just. This series of them kind of missing each other, both physically and literally. um, Mm.
2: Figuratively
1: and literally. um, And then him deciding to kind of go back and like, well, I wonder if she's still at the same apartment, Uh, but you see that she does the same thing. She's like, I I wonder if he's still like, if I, if I go back to the old apartment, if there's something of his that I can find or some way connect Mm -hmm. to, to, to. Yeah. And so then she's in this scene where I think she's in her old apartment or in like that communal kitchen space, something. Um, and then she's looking out the window and i think starts crying um it just and I, I think at first you read that as like oh she's just really missing him oh maybe she's realizing she's never gonna see him again you're not sure exactly but then you see his side where he comes back to the apartment he meets the new tenant that is in his old room gets to go, 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 go inside and have some tea and stuff like that but then he's looking through the window and does a similar kind of thing he doesn't cry but he had it you know he he has that mm. moment where it's like okay you're having an emotional beat here where you, maybe you are realizing you won't really see her but in the back of my mind i was almost wondering if he did see her like either that was happening at the same time or because he says now in that house there's a woman with a kid that mm-hmm. lives there like i'm wondering if that was her Like she had just moved on and moved back into that apartment as she moved on, because if if he had said like, hey, is Miss Chan here and he doesn't recognize that name because maybe they got a divorce or uh, Hmm. something like that, she might be going by her original name, like her maiden name. So he might not know that she used to be. Miss Chen. But did like did Mm. did that occur to you as you were watching this that like maybe in though we didn't see it happen exactly, like maybe there is this connection that happens Uh, when they see I I did think about that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Potentially do there. Mm -hmm.
0: I I was confused about where that sun came from. Because I feel like in any other movie it was like, oh, you would presume they gave in. They had sex with each other once. And then they're like, no, we sure. must never do this again. But I don't know if that fits with how rigid these characters were, you know, how, how much they held to these principles of not cheating on their absent spouses. So it's yeah. not, you know, it's not clear. If, is that Mr. Chow's son? Did Mr. Chan ever come back? maybe they you know return to the semblance of a marriage that he had once is that his son did she ever d- divorce him and move on and this is the son of a, a third new man we're not sure right, yeah
1: who knows yeah it's uh it's kind of like in- inception at the end where you just don't know like the ending is just like i who knows well that mm. no, i Take that back. That scene is like inception of just like I think you can read into that multiple. Yeah. Ways. But of course, of course, at the end of the film, he uh they they <laughs> he goes to this like Buddhist monastery yeah, in the he goes middle to of Cambodia like, and like finds a hole yeah, in a rock. Temple. Yeah. And that okay, one dude just stared a- at him like, what a crazy person here
0: (laughs) it's a story from earlier in the movie like i think it's him and his co-worker talking about how years ago when somebody had a secret you know folklore says they would go deep into the woods they would find a tree that has like a knot in it and it has a hole in it they would whisper their secret into that hole and then they would plug the hole up with mud and so we see him doing it this at this beautiful temple in cambodia there's nobody around there's like one young monk who's like at the top of the temple just like staring down at him like huh
1: yeah It's <laughs> just, yes. just so completely of like conf- confused of like what are you doing watching here watching him
0: and like there's nobody else around and he like yeah you know, walks up to some little the yeah, crevice you in the architecture the of this temple. What's going on over yeah, there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whispers something to the wall. We don't know what it is, and then stuffs a bunch of mud in there. Maybe it's like I do have a secret son. <laughs> I thought you had a nice
1: ass. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just it's it's a strange ending. Like, I get it. It's cl- it's closure for 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 him. It's him putting that secret to bed. Like, hey, I had this secret romance with this woman I loved could never really be with her couldn't really find out if it would have worked. I just need to move on with my life. Like I can't let this hold me back. So just going to unburden myself and that's it. I'm going to move on. Um, Mm. And I, and I, I think that's a good way to wrap it up, but it's, I don't know. It's just a, strange ending to me if that makes Mm -hmm. sense yeah not that i have a better one but i don't know just like huh okay weird monk dude staring at this guy making out with a wall
0: yeah it's sad (laughs) it's a sad ending that they weren't able to make it work with each other and that it was their own uh personal codes that kept them from each other and the imagination of what the people around them would think about it and they never find out what they actually would it's, it's all assumptions it's all of well i i believe i must do this and i'm, I'm not going to find out what happens if i do anything differently
1: mm-hmm. yeah indeed indeed
0: i think that's about it
1: that i have to say mm-hmm. all of the the stuff on this film i liked it a lot um beautiful
0: yeah beautiful, uh, i found it on hbo max And then I was over at my parents' house last night, and as parents are wont to do, they're surfing through TCM to find old movies to record, and they came across it there on the guide. So it's in the TCM rotation as well, at least.
1: Which I know HBO Max has
2: access to. They own the Oh that's right. Yeah, that's one of those
0: like hubs they've got on
2: HBO Max. Yeah. Um, okay so i am opening up
1: my bingo sheet here so we can play some review show bingo Mm -hmm. there we go okay um Mm. let's see here so i'm looking over my card um we don't have begin human trials we don't have a magic book we don't have a training montage you don't have a Superman Oh, we analog. don't have a paper
0: bag of tall groceries.
1: No, we don't. Uh, there's no diary entries. No pop idol. No number that's a clue.
2: Yeah,
0: whispering into a temple isn't a diary right. entry.
2: Yeah, no. Um, I don't think I have anything. I don't think I do either.
1: Wow, uneventful. Uneventful. We just never, we never planned for here.
0: this. We never planned for what Wong Kar Wai had in store for us.
1: Yeah, I mean, there might have been something on our like list that just didn't make it onto our cards this time. Who knows? But uh, mm. yeah, I, I'm looking at yours now. Yeah, no sassy grandparent, no disguise,
2: oh, no expository art. Right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: uneventful bingo session uh, with that one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, well. Uh, but, M- Melissa, do you have recommendations? If people liked this movie, what else might they like?
0: So, we're watching this you know, in, in conjunction with the Winter Olympics in Beijing. And last year for the Summer Olympics in Tokyo, we watched a a Japanese live action show called Kantaro, the Sweet Tooth Salary Man. But the year before that, to mark when the Tokyo Olympics would have been in 2020, we watched another live action Japanese series called Midnight Diner. This is on Netflix and it's... uh, it's titled differently, the pre-existing episodes, and then the episodes produced after Netflix acquired it. You'll see Net, uh, Midnight Diner and then Midnight Diner colon Tokyo Stories. It's the yeah. same show. We watched this. Uh, we accidentally we accidentally watched different seasons. I think I watched uh, Tokyo Stories and watched regular.
1: Yep. Good old-fashioned <laughs> regular. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it is an... Not exactly an anthology series, but it is about this diner that's open at night and the, the chef is this mysterious man and he's an excellent cook and he'll make you anything you want. If he's got the ingredients in it, you can request anything that, that it's within your imagination for him to make for you and he'll do it. And it's a story. It's all these stories about the people who come into his diner and different things that food will remind them of. Or different places yeah. they'll be in their life. And they're like, oh, I'm having an, an argument with my dad. In happier days when I was a kid, my dad used to make this for me. Could you make that for me? And there are uh, these beautiful little slice of life stories. Some of them are kind of funny. A lot of them do have this melancholy to them and this wistfulness of what might have been. And so I think tonally th- that show would be a good match for In the Mood for Love.
2: Interesting. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, And then I that, I, that was my only real recommendation, but I did want to shout out the video series where I first heard of this movie. One of my favorite shows on YouTube is called Welcome to the Basement. Uh, it is on the Blame Society YouTube channel. It's been running for 10 years now. I think they're just about to start mm. their They just started season 11. And it's just these two guys who are big film buffs One of them invites the other one over to his movie theater in his basement, not a movie theater, but you know, it's like this is the dedicated film watching space of the house. And he's like, I want to watch movies I've never seen before. Maybe they're good. Maybe they're bad. I don't know. Every episode, twice a month, I want to watch a movie I've never seen before. And you don't know what it is until you get here. And I pull the DVD out of a large envelope Cool. and they're like, 20, 25 minute episodes. You, they watch the entire movie. They tell you the entire plot. It's part like real smart film criticism and part mystery science theater 3000 making jokes out of stuff. But their second ever episode was on In the Mood for Love.
2: Yeah. cool, good stuff. Um, Yeah. I think for me,
1: I would recommend it's it's. Always hard for me to re- recommend romance stuff since I don't dip my toes into the romance genre mm. all that much. Um, I would recommend Nana. Uh, there's both a manga and an anime adaption. Um, I know the manga never got finished because the creator like stopped in the middle of it. I think she got like hurt or sick or something um, and was in recovery for a long time. Uh, And then by the time she was making comics again, she just wanted to move on to something else. Um, But I really, really enjoyed Nana. This is kind of a romance uh, between these two girls, uh, both of which are named Nana, uh, that happen mm. to meet on the train, uh, and they're both moving into Tokyo, uh, and then they both happen to look at the same apartment on the same day. And it's just like you again, like you're the other Nana. It's that Spider-Man, m- 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 yeah. right? Where he's pointing at, at himself. And yeah, they decide to move in together, uh, and they are just complete opposites like one is like the most feminine girly girl like once everything soft and fluffy and pink and all that stuff and then one is like super hardcore and punk and is the singer in a punk band uh and is like all in black and black leather and spikes and all that stuff and it's this odd kind of romance i i haven't read the entire thing so i don't know exactly where it ends up going i i really want the two to end up together uh because they they it absolutely should but that was kind of the thing is like they were looking for their own things in their own directions, Mm -hmm. and then just slowly, because of proximity, realizing that they were in love with one and uh, and another. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's very similar to In the Mood for Love here. Um, Did you know,
0: not to interrupt you, did you know there's a Barbie movie with a similar plot? You know, those (laughs) direct-to-DVD Barbie movies? The most recent one. What do I look like, Barbie
1: Melissa? Do I look like a Barbie movie connoisseur?
0: (laughs) Barbie goes to, like, some fashion design academy, like, boarding school. And she thinks she's supposed to have this, like, room all to herself, I think. But she's in there with another girl whose name, coincidentally, is also Barbie Roberts. Uh, So they start calling each other by their hometown. So she's Malibu uh, and her her new friend is Brooklyn. And then uh, they they don't want to have to like compete for the fashion prize. So they find a way to like tie and win it together. And that way they both get a gallery show. It's a, it's a Barbie movie.
1: (laughs) Good stuff. Um, Beyond that though, I don't, I don't really know if I have another recommendation off the top of my head. I'm I'm like, I'm straining to come up with stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think Nana would be a really, really good one. Uh, that is that, a good that, one. That, yeah, that, that was, sounds
0: it's, it's, appropriate. It's
1: a, it's a manga that I started a long time ago for a podcast and to this date have just never gotten back to it yet. But I really, really want to, to. like it's on like top of my list of like i need to go back and read that whole thing because it, it was fantastic um so go check that out okay uh well let's see now that we've done recommendations
2: let me pull up some of my pitches here um yes so
1: i'm also pitching romances um More so for Valentine's Day and stuff like that. Um, But I also threw two of my pitches in there are uh, black centric films. Um, Good. And and so I I think with February also being black history month.
2: Yes. Why not
1: do some some stories that focus more on black people? See, um, see uh, what else is out there. Uh, So the first one, let me see. I am pulling up the notes here. The first one is a film that I found on Netflix called Uh The Incredible Jessica James. Uh, This is from 2017. It's a romantic comedy uh, written and directed by James C. Strauss, uh, which stars Jessica Williams, Chris O'Dowd, Noelle Wells, Lakeith (laughs) Stanfield. Field and so on nice uh, it's released on netflix uh in the summer of 2017 uh the film starts with jessica on a date with a guy from tinder uh, where she details her recent split with her boyfriend damon J- jessica is a fiercely independent woman who works with uh ch- ch- children as part of a theater project um, J- 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 jessica's best friend tasha sets jessica up on a blind date uh with this guy named boone uh the date gets off to a bad start when jessica explains her recent split while boone tells her of his recent divorce the two hit it off unintentionally and wind up spending a night together um I I saw the trailer for this one on Netflix. It looked like, uh, it looked very different from the other kind of romantic comedies that you see out there, right? Of Mm -hmm. the like, oh, it's a lovey dovey like romance. Oh, it's gonna be cute. This was like bold and bright colors and greens and oranges and (laughs) yeah, like it looked. I mean, just in the like color of the text and the posters that they like that was used to advertise the, the 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 film. It it just it looks visually visually different. I don't know why I said visually twice there. It's like you know extra visually g- g- different. But but yeah, it it was something that caught my attention because of its style. Um, so that is pitch number one: the incredible Jessica James. Hmm. Um, and that is a romantic comedy. I should say. Yes. Here. Um, the pitch number two is a romantic drama called Really Love, which is also available on Netflix. Uh, it's from 2020. It's a an American romantic drama film directed by. Uh, I don't know if it's on or a- a- Angel uh Christy mm-hmm. Williams and co-written by Felicia Pride. It's set in Washington D.C. and centers around the romance between a struggling artist and an ambitious law st- student. Um let's see set in gentrifying Washington D.C., a rising uh black painter tries to break into a competitive art world world, while balancing a whirlwind romance she never expected. Um, Don't recognize any of the actors or actresses in this by name? Um, So this is a little bit of an unknown one. Um, but mm-hmm. I see here in the Wikipedia page, uh, in I just found this right now, so this is kind of perfect. Uh, it says that the director stated that she, she was inspired by films, including "In the Mood for Love." Hey, uh, and then she, she also lists "Blue Valentine" and "Love Jones."
2: So um, oh, there you go. Really love pitch number two then pitch number three uh
1: is also a foreign film and it's actually two films it's the film and its sequel two film and its sequel we got two films for one because i i i was gonna pitch the first one and then was like oh i also see the sequel is on here too why not just watch both of them um let me pull up the IMDB page for this and see if it has a plot synopsis this is an italian film called out of my league and the uh-huh. sequel is still out of my league <laughs> um, yeah I-, I do have to say uh not to be confused with uh the 2010 film she's out of my league which i think is an american okay. film I-, I don't know it it is simply out of my league um i believe it's available on netflix as well uh but this is uh kind of an american drama or not an american god what, what am i saying here a uh romantic comedy drama just like an oddball offbeat one is what netflix uh-huh. dis- described described it as uh, and it says marta may be an orphan and she may be affected by a lethal illness yet she is the most positive person one can meet she wants a b- b- boy to fall for her not just any b- b- boy the most handsome of them all one day she may have found her match um from what i saw in the trailer it seems like she's actually kind of stalking this guy and trying Mm. to find ways to like convince him to fall in love with her and is talking to her friends about him when he is like jogging by with a couple of his friends and like happens to see her and hear her again and just like you again like you're still on so it's it seems like there's this like antagonistic like why are you stalking me
2: mm. uh, thing
1: here in in this um and then I I I think the sequel is uh eventually after breaking up with this guy, minor spoilers, yeah. uh moves on to someone else and tries to get them to fall in love with her. Uh so I I thought this one was interesting to to just because it was more of an oddball film. And I don't think we've watched an Italian film yet.
0: We have not been to Italy before. No, I I looked up this movie. I Googled it. And on that little Google sidebar where it gives you like facts about it, where it says people also search for number one movie, Bean, the Mr. Bean (laughs) film from 1997.
1: Yep, as as well as uh, 18 presents. I don't know what that is. And Mona Lisa smile.
2: I, Can, we watch Can
0: we watch Bean? We we'll don't have to do it this week, but let's let's have a Bean week sometime. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. So pitch number one is the incredible Jessica James. Pitch number two is really love. And pitch number three is Out of My League and its sequel, Still Out of My League.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. What a a basic choice. They saw it and they're like, we have to go for it. Just add Still. I think that's how you automatically make the sequel to any film. Still in the mood for love.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Still the power of the dog. Dog still has power
2: yeah (laughs) oh god so i before you
1: (laughs) decide i just have to read so i i scrolled down on the imdb page for out of my league and it has a different story synopsis in the storyline section rather than what's (laughs) up at the top and this one says, (laughs) says marta's life sucks not only is she an orphan, but she's about to be unavailed uh, because she's got a terminal illness. Marta's still got her V card, and she wants to lose it to the g- 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 guy that makes her moist. She enlists the help of her two flamboyant f- f- friends, and together they go on a madcap romp of an adventure to get the. Guy of Marta's j- 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 fun family adventure of the year.
0: Hold on. A romp that's also an adventure. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I was Googling the movie, I saw one plot blurb that said she falls in love with a specific boy while also being an orphan. <laughs> During the state of orphanhood,
2: she oh, fell no. in love
0: with one. Oh, a specific
2: boy. God. Uh, Happens to fight crime I... while
1: being an orphan. <laughs> the tale of Batman.
0: While <laughs> <Wild laughs> being an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the incredible Jessica James because it, okay. it seems like the most overtly a comedy out of the three that you pitched me. Uh, In the Mood for Love had n- no- well the co-worker was pretty funny. But I could I could use some of the comedy, you know? Sure. Yeah. I like the cast. Chris O'Dowd's always fun. LaKeith Stanfield. I never get to Love see enough Lakeith of Stanfield.
1: him. Stanfield. He's fantastic. I'm not yeah. familiar
0: with this this lead actress, but she looks great. Yeah. She looks very charming, and I like that she's into theater. She she like has, teaches theater to kids. I'd like I'd like to see the lead do that. That sounds nice. Uh, I like theater. So...
1: You may have actually heard of Jessica Williams. Uh, she's in. She's best known for her work as a senior correspondent on The Daily Show, uh, and is the okay. co-host. And is the co-host of the podcast Two
0: Dope. C- C- Co- oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I've heard I've the name heard of the podcast. The name, yeah. Yes, yes. I've probably heard her guest on another podcast before.
1: Yeah, it says uh, she appeared in the sequel for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them uh, as Professor Eulalie Hicks. Is that how you say the name? I don't know. But yeah, he's been in a few few things. Looks like she was also in Booksmart. Um, Oh, yes. Hot Tub Time Machine 2 as herself.
0: Um, Oh, wow. That's a credit. To be a Hogwarts <laughs> professor and also play yourself?
1: Apparently she was on an episode of the new The Twilight Zone.
0: Oh, that's uh, good to hear. Haven't seen that yet.
1: Stuff like that. So there you go.
0: But yeah. Now that, now that I look at her, I do remember her from Smart now. Yes.
1: Yep. Cool. Good stuff. So yeah, that's what we will do this next week. The Incredible Jessica James, available on Netflix. Um, you guys should go check that out. I'm excited.
2: I think this one mm-hmm. looks
1: so, good stuff there. Melissa, where can the people find you on
0: the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, so where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember.
1: Yo, you guys can find me at yo kyle springer on twitter and if you guys want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the whatnots we are at the whatnots on twitter as well as tiktok youtube OnlyFans, bumble uh, i don't know uh, <laughs> buy um, us on zillow live inside yeah. us
0: we've got a pool
1: indeed um yeah so if you guys go like share subscribe help spread the word that would be great uh if you cannot support us on patreon uh, or do not feel like it a great way to support the show to uh would be to go leave us a kind rating and review wherever you get the podcast that would help us out a ton especially if you got nice things to say uh but yeah that is about it for this week we will see you all next week then for the incredible jessica james bye guys